0: Welcome to Launched. I'm Charlie Chapman, and today I'm excited to bring you the developer behind the wonderful Mac utility app, Handmirror, Rafa Kohn. Rafa, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Charlie. This is like uh, a huge honor for me to be here. I've been pretty nervous about this. Like, seriously, so, you, know, you just ignited my my imposter syndrome by by inviting me on this show. It's like, <laughs> so you're going to ask me about my indie dev life? I'm like, oh no, people will finally find out that I'm a fraud. But uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm committing. I'm I'm still going to do this.
0: <laughs> it's really funny because like I get I get so nervous uh, leading up to the like hit start meeting button in Skype because for uninteresting reasons I'm the person still using skype
1: interesting to me but i can ask
0: later (laughs) this show just goes in tangents so why not (laughs) basically i haven't committed to paying for zoom yet and skype is the one that uh you don't have you don't have the limit on time cut it it's mainly i'm just cheap and that's that's the only real answer
1: that's a good good enough reason as any
0: yeah i need to switch to zoom though because it has become i know the answer to every time i invite somebody or send them the link I send it to him about five, ten minutes beforehand because I know the response is going to be, "Oh, I need to go download Skype."
1: That's exactly what I said to you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but of course, people want to use the you know the best the app if they can, uh, yeah. which makes sense. So, uh, so now I'm just prepared for it. that's going to be the response, and I'm going to be a little embarrassed every single time uh, until I eventually just pony up and get Zoom. No, please don't.
1: <laughs> At this point, I think we're we're full circle. Now it's cool to use Skype. It's different. It's like a hipster. Sort of you thing. know, it's
0: that's true. Right? I think yeah, I, I'm probably not the person to to make it cool again, but eventually it'll uh it'll come back into style as like retro tech.
1: And you're there leading the charge. <laughs> yeah.
0: People who know me personally are sitting there thinking, yes, Charlie leading the charge on trends. Uh <laughs> that is definitely uh, you know, he was voted most likely to lead the charge on design trends uh in high school. <laughs> that that's definitely me. All right. Uh <laughs> Well, we've already, we've already gotten into, you know, the real nitty gritty here. But before we get too much farther, I want to introduce everybody to uh, who you are. So the three questions I always ask to uh, to kick things off here is, where are you from? Do you have a formal education related to what you do? And then let's talk about your career leading up to uh, Handmirror.
1: Cool. All right. So uh, I'm prepared because I've listened to enough shows to know that you're <laughs> going to ask me that. Prepared as in like... I thought about the questions. I don't actually have notes or whatever.
0: Yeah, you you did some research and found out where you live. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, so acor- uh, according to my Wikipedia page, um, <laughs> I don't have i I'm kidding. Now I'm from, originally I'm from Portugal, but we moved to the Netherlands, to Amsterdam four years ago. And in the meantime, we bought an apartment, we had a kid, so we pretty much settled here. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it still feels new to me. Transitioning to question number two, like uh I went to study computer science. So technically, yes, I have some kind of formal education around this, but I did drop out. I was doing horribly. Cause I never really I just picked computer science because that like, computers were cool, kinda. But I was never really too much into computers or like into programming at all. Right? I just like computers. I like video games.
0: Computers and software development are obviously very related, but they are different like Interests
1: definitely, and I was was not at all in the software development part of the Venn diagram. But computers are cool, video games are cool, uh, and I, you know, I just thought, why not? What else? Might as well. And so, but I was doing horribly in in college, um, just doing the bare minimum to not be kicked out, really. Um, but during that time, like in in the summer uh, break, leading up to to me starting college. Um, a, a family friend got a new macbook pro and uh, like this were the first unibody macbooks okay i not that it matters
0: it does set the stage for you know time frame here
1: okay oh yeah, yeah. well i'm i can tell you it was 2009 <laughs> and so so me being the computer person in the family they they handed me the computer the laptop and said hey rafa can you like set this up for me like put on my music there and i don't know log into my email and calendar and all that and i was like sure why not i'll I'll do that but so i i went through the whole unboxing of a macbook and this is like my first really experience with with a mac
0: and this is this is the like leopard snow leopard era where the opening animation yeah. with the giant x oh yes star fields in do, 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 uh, all the languages saying hello Ah. Oh. That was my my first one was a 2006 uh, that I did yeah. like an unboxing for. It technically, wasn't mine, but same thing. It was just it like, was magical. Whoa,
1: magical! I'm so sad that they kind of got rid of all of that. Like, I can't understand. I don't know if you're buying a bunch of laptops for like uh, I don't know for your company, and uh, I don't know maybe going through a whole like 15 minute onboarding experience might be a bit too much. <laughs> uh, but that probably changed my life <laughs> to, to a certain extent but yeah like so that was my first experience with a mac and i went through the whole onboarding i went through i had to like open pretty much every app because i had to open itunes and like yeah move, uh, transfer a library a music library i had to open mail safari like calendar i had to kind of go through all of the apps so that was i really got to know the whole like mac os ecosystem
0: you got to spend a couple hours in photo booth, you know, to fully understand for your family. You needed to know all those filters,
1: yeah. And that's what I thought about hand mirror. Oh yeah, uh, no, no <laughs> not really. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, but yeah, so like that just completely changed my mind. My my well, how I saw how I perceived computers and software, especially. So of course I asked my my mom to. She she had promised me a laptop because up until then I only had like hand me downs, like old laptops, <laughs> whatever, in the family. And uh, at that point, she, because I was going to study computer science, she told me, I'll, "I'll buy you a laptop." And after that, I'm like, "I want a Mac, <laughs> even though, especially at the time, especially in Portugal, being a Mac user, at, at least in my university, like was not common. Like it had changed completely by the time I left.
0: Mine was the I don't know it wasn't the first one, but it was during the in, beginning of the Intel transition, and the fact that I could run bootcamp. Mm was the only reason I could really get away with having a Mac.
1: No, that's true, I d- I definitely did that. Uh, and installed like a Linux partition somewhere. Um, Cause like all of, all of the computers at the university were all running Linux. Ah, yeah. Um, so whatever. So that was like the thing teachers would assume you had or expected to have or whatever, have installed. But, but anyway, so why am I talking about this? Yeah, so the, the college was pretty, pretty bad. I was really not into like the computer science part of it, of the course, which was a big part of it. I'll take the computer. You can keep the science. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but because of that whole like Mac, you know, experience and that whole thing, I really got into the whole like Apple corner of the internet, like with all the blogs and all of the podcasts. And like, that's when I became aware of like Daring Fireball, you know, <laughs> John Syracuse, uh, Marco Armo, all the five by five shows. Uh, and I got really into it. And that's pretty much how I spent my whole time uh, while in college was just that. And also got really into software development. But like from an indie perspective, like I, I knew of all these like incredible Mac apps, like indie Mac apps, they all have attention to detail and like care about their products. Like there was like a shared thing that I didn't
0: really see anywhere else. A shared like ethos, which like I think at the time and I kind of missed this era because I was I had a Mac because of video motion graphics. So I was in Adobe world, which I know is like (laughs) the the anti version of all that whenever I first joined in. But uh, but it it feels like the delicious Hmm. generation, the delicious concepts of how and why you build uh, the things that you do was this sort of shared understanding among the like Mac indie software developers at the time.
1: And also, there was because there was still like a pretty min- like a minority of computer users, right? Like, if you were a Mac user, you know, think different. You know, like you were, you felt part of like a, a exclusive or or I don't know, a special group. Maybe You didn't. This is all marketing, but it sure. worked. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Uh, but I did feel like this is a, a special, small, little corner of the internet and it's pretty special so much so that like all the indie shops all the developers even if they were like technically competing with each other it felt like we are all part of the same thing yes but right? we're all part of this this culture or this 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 group of people that like are passionate and care about this platform um and then when like initial like the first couple of years of the iPhone being around also to a certain extent like that carried over also there while introducing a lot of new users and a lot of new developers as well. But um, it felt special, right? And I, so as a college student in Portugal, I just felt like I really want to be part of this world. <laughs> um, and and so the, this this one summer break, I I thought I'm just going to try to find a job like as a designer. Oh, I, I guess I forgot to say this part, but during college, I... I DM'd uh, the co-founder of Sketch and I asked for a license because I couldn't afford.
0: Yeah. This was pretty early days in Sketch then, I guess.
1: Oh, yeah. It was like 2010, 11. It was yeah. still Sketch version 2. Yeah, before the yellow gem app icon. Whatever. Not that it matters. I don't know how many people listening to this remember, but but it was still pretty early. And, and so they gave me a, a copy. And so then I, I started doing some UI design. It was pretty bad. I, uh, not that long ago, I... I I came across some of the, that old <laughs> work. <laughs> it's so bad, Charlie, really bad. But but whatever. So I was doing a lot of like unsolicited redesigns on the side.
0: Of what, like UI or icons or just anything that you could think of? No, mostly UI,
1: UI design, like apps that I th- I thought could use a hand. <laughs> like they're pretty bad. I would just take a stab at it, like try to redesign a couple of screens in the UI, and then email the people who made the app saying, Hey, look at this. Um, Do you want to hire me? And none of them (laughs) replied. (laughs) uh,
0: I mean, that feels like a really, I mean, maybe this wasn't what you were thinking of, but in terms of uh, cutting your teeth and like learning the ropes, that feels like an incredibly good way to, uh, to do that. I guess, I mean, it did. The
1: one thing that it, that was clearly a value that I, I was able to build a portfolio. Like, even if the work was not good, I had a body of work, you know, like a couple designs and, When you're still in in college, like, that's hard to come by, right? Yeah. just
0: have work. Usually it's your, like, senior project, capstone project, whatever you call that, is kind of the thing.
1: And and I guess that was what eventually gave me a job. Like, I just Googled for best startups in Lisbon. And I just made a short list of a couple that I thought looked cool. And then I went on a road trip. Uh, I went to Lisbon, and I, like, knocked at their offices (laughs) without, like, telling them that I was going to drop by, which was like knocked at their office. Hey, I'm a designer. Here's some of my work. I think uh, I could help. I thought I was, it was pretty bad. It was a bit (laughs) embarrassing, but, but then eventually one of them did give give me a job. It was a small agency. We're doing like e-commerce sites and Shopify apps and stuff like that. And I dropped out of college because I thought like, I'm getting a degree in order to land a job. So I thought I was told by my by parents uh so if i can get a job like why, what what's the point then like isn't that the point yeah. to get a job so if i can get a job whatever
0: especially in you know in our industry i mean i don't know you always feel weird like advising people not to get a degree and i have a degree and i'm glad that i did but uh mm-hmm. if the point of it is to get a job and in the field that you're going in it's not usually used as a filter to keep people out yeah like why not start your career yeah. a year or two earlier and get that much farther kind of ahead by that point.
1: Yeah. I also, I also feel conflicted about like, well, how I feel about taking a formal education in this field, because it's like, I've hired a bunch of people and I've been involved in hiring and almost never like their, their degree is something I look at or consider, right. It's, it's mostly like, what have you done? Like, what's your work? Um, but at the same time, I know that like, that's very helpful for a lot of people to like to get started. Yeah. Learning something,
0: and there are lots of companies, sadly, that maybe I shouldn't say sadly because I think there's reasons, but there are lots of companies that like is it is an automatic filter. So there there is a value to yeah. a degree, even outside of the education part.
1: And it's also like a, a way to very often land a internship somewhere. Like, yeah, these colleges have for sure. Like you know, so so I feel like if you if you if you don't really know what to do, you just you're just following the formal like you know education path that kind of the system puts you in then I, yeah by no means but but for me it was tricky because i was not enjoying it i felt guilty about spending money and yeah spending time and it was really not doing anything for me so anyway a little tangent but um so yeah i landed a, a job started working as a designer because i had some education on, in computer science like i knew how to code ish a little bit like some web like i knew css <laughs> that's pretty much it um and so like they always had me also code my own designs right
0: Mm, yeah yeah which
1: kind of if you want if you want to do fancy stuff like you you better know how to code that right like write that
0: yeah exactly it's it's definitely a different mental model whenever you're the one that has to do it uh for sure
1: oh yes (laughs) So, so yeah, I worked at a couple of agencies in Portugal. At the same time I started a side project called Sketchcasts, which was I was doing recording the screencasts on how to use Sketch. I would, I would record one video weekly and then I would charge like a membership.
0: It was like training, it was $8 kind of thing? a month.
1: Yeah. Cause at the job that I was, that I had, uh, we had a bunch of, like the company would pay for a bunch of these like screencasts type of resources, like, like, Rails cast was a big one, ns screencast was also a big one, so at, at some point I'm like, well, if I want to do something like this, sketch is really the only thing that I know, like enough to <laughs> think that I could teach something right someone. so I started doing that, and that's when this is like a year into my career or even less so, but since then I've always had like a side project alongside whatever I'm doing, like as my main job and so so yeah, I guess we can lead into the year third question how it eventually i ended up doing hand mirror. yeah so like i said i worked a couple of agencies in portugal at some point this side project was making me as much money as my main gig so i decided to quit my job and just do that um full time i'd forgotten that i had to pay taxes on that money <laughs> oh no, oh, <laughs> so, no. <laughs> so in reality i wasn't making as much money as i thought i was um so that that, but that lasted like a year, a year and a half. And while I was doing that full time, and also by then I was finally, I finally was able to make my own app. Like that's something uh, again, yeah. Back in two thousand nine, was something I always wanted to do, and again to like be a part of this world, like like I mentioned. Um, but it was always really hard. Like I could never, like I tried to learn iOS development like two or three times. But at the time it was just Objective C. It's pretty yeah. hard to learn. I still think it, it is, was. Uh I like I would take a couple courses. I would do the Stanford University video courses. You remember those? They had what was it called? iTunes U.
0: Remember that? Yeah. It was like Apple's education like library or whatever that they built into iTunes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you had a bunch of Stanford classes in there, including like iOS development. So
0: I think they just recently updated stanford ones and i saw a lot of people sort of uh reflecting back on how those original stanford courses were really important to them they were really good
1: but apparently not good enough because they still couldn't really learn how to go all the way and finally ship something but this was all right what year was this uh 2014 maybe 15 maybe whatever when, when did the apple watch come out
0: uh was that 2015 maybe 15 that sounds right was around that time yeah oh no 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 it would have been it would have been before 2014 because i'm remembering where i watched it and i worked at a company that was i left in 2014 so okay
1: oh you know what it was you know what i'm thinking it was the year after so a year after the the, the apple Watch came out that's when you could write native apps or not native because before it was like on watch OS one you could ship like an Apple Watch extension, but the code was running on your phone, and then would just it would just stream the UI. Do you remember this?
0: I there was a there was a bunch of false starts. It feels like with uh, the third party yeah. story for Apple Watch. Um, I still have never made an Apple Watch app, so I'm I've always watched from afar as people you know cry well, in pain Charlie, at uh, <laughs> at trying to get <laughs> trying to run code on the Apple Watch wirelessly. Uh, sounds like it's a oh bit of a nightmare. It's
1: so much better than it was. And it's still pretty painful. Like, it's, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But so, so, where was I? So, when the Apple Watch came out, and the di- digital crown was like the, you know, the new input method. Yeah, it was kind of cool. At the same time, I was watching this show called sense Eight on Netflix. I don't know if you remember. This. Yeah,
0: I've told this story. The Wachowski. Yeah. Show.
1: Yeah, so good. I still can't forgive Netflix for canceling that show.
0: Yeah, that was kind of the beginning so of. Uh, oh yeah, Netflix is a company that will cancel shows, aren't they? Like we'd kind of gotten yeah. used to that not being the it's case. that
1: and DOA. Um, anyway, so I was watching that at the same time, and episode one, there's this character is like, unlocking a safe, and they're, like, rotating the, you know, the dial on a safe, yeah. and they have, like, headphones, they're trying to listen for the clicks or whatever, and I just had the idea of, like, maybe the digital crown could be, like, that safe dial, and you would try, like, maybe a game in where you would try to rotate the crown and like feel haptics or
0: something oh yeah like you're unlocking a safe yeah that was the idea also
1: swift was pretty new and so i feel like all the stars were aligned in order for me to finally be able to ship something so a a new language like swift which was like simpler and a bit maybe more approachable a new platform
0: well and more similar to javascript syntactically which is it sounds like what you knew
1: yes that also too also watch like apple watch is a brand new platform, so it's pretty limited on what you can do, right? Like and yeah. the amount of APIs you have and whatever. And then I also had like the idea, simple enough idea that I feel like this doesn't sound too hard, so let me try to see if I can make this work. Um, and like, step one, have a little image of a dial, and then you rotate the crown, and then you would rotate the dial, right? Simple enough. And that took me ages <laughs> to, <laughs> to make work. Because on WatchOS two, you could not rotate an image. It was just—it was just not something you could do. So I had to like create an array of one hundred images. Was about to and ask. The,
0: oh no! And scroll <laughs> so through one hundred like a, a images. Ping sequence of, uh, Ex- of exactly. every rotation. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's
1: insane. <laughs> so and then, as we know, the the, the hardware was famously not <laughs> very capable. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, so like. Loading into memory 100 images, like PNGs, like, I learned a lot about image compression to like make those images as small as possible. Good thing there was just black and white, but you still need to add like a couple more grays in order to just make the alice, you know, yeah. aliasing work. But anyway, so I worked on that little game. That was the first thing that I shipped, start to finish, a little watchOS game. So that was the first app that I really built. And it was super fun.
0: How did that feel, like, to to have an app in the store
1: man, it's still just like pretty much all the apps since it feels surreal it's like you are i don't know you build it up in your head like this big achievement of having the app in the store and then it is and it's not like it's a letdown it's just like okay now what yeah (laughs) i've done the thing i'm not disappointed i'm still incredibly proud and happy but like it's almost like overwhelming. Like now, while you're making the app, like especially not like an update on an existing app, but like when you're building a brand new app, shipping it feels like the destination. Like that's the that's the goal, right? And then you ship it, and then you realize actually that was a prelude. Like th- this is this is the beginning now. Like now, what?
0: Yeah, it's a it's a very short part of a hopefully long story. Yeah, but during that whole point, it's like. Shipping is the only thing that feels like it matters.
1: It's funny because like now I haven't thought about this this project in forever, uh, and I was like just more focused on hand mirror and like that story. Which <laughs> how long has it been the recording? We haven't even touched hand mirror. Sorry well, about welcome
0: that. to launch. Though. Uh, this is this is what we do here. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: um, so what was I was gonna say, oh, so I've, I've been so much focused on the hand mirror story. It's the closest I've been to this dream of be part of that, of that. Group of people, right? The indie devs, the people who make apps for these Apple platforms. But actually, I was, I had a taste of that because, like, I shipped an app. Granted, Apple Watch still was very early, and it's not a lot of people had Apple watches at at that point. And people who did, not a lot of them were like installing games on it. Um, but but still, like, I I uh, I got a little feature on Mac stories and in nine to five Mac or something like that i forget whatever like a couple of those websites that i was that i've been reading uh since forever so i guess i got a little taste but like just life keeps going and moves on so fast and shortly after that i got a job as a product designer uh this startup called netlify in san francisco so like that kind of started my silicon valley startupy world if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah you're quote big tech i mean it's not big tech but like you know, yeah. the what people think of when they think of, you know, Silicon Valley tech company world.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. So I was, I was, shortly after that, I was like thrown into that world. And, and so Break This Safe was still around. Um, I, sh- I think I shipped a couple of updates after like bug fixes or whatever. And then I just, it was working. I just left it until like, I think two years later, wh- whatever watchOS version that came out, uh then introduced a bug like the app was just buggy like i had a timer
0: yeah timers
1: i timers are like my
0: nemesis like timers just, are the worst it. and also often necessary <laughs> right. in the worst way oh my god yeah
1: <laughs> yeah so so a, free, a freaking timer kind of broke my game and i never really had the headspace to go back to it cuz at that point i would have to rebuild it it was not just like rebuild it, it you you would have to cuz also swift changed so much that yeah it was not a easy task to really make the code build against the new uh watchOS versions so i never really had the headspace or time or even motivation to do so but i just kept it broken in the store and every once in a while i would get like emails or oh i had this brilliant idea i don't know if you can notice the irony Uh, this brilliant idea of having in the game if you force touched or what did they call it i know there's like a different name for force touch on Uh, force touch is on the watch and 3d touch was on the phone
0: oh yeah you're right if you mashed your finger through the glass on the (laughs) on the watch real hard yeah uh
1: one of the options was like send feedback or something like that which would trigger an iMessage uh because that was was one of the few things like communication things you could do on the Apple Watch
0: like the business like the iMessage business thing
1: oh not even that it would just pre-append, almost like a mail-to thing, or just append your
0: iMessage. But it was your phone number? It was my email address. It would iMessage your... like So your email is connected to your iMessage, I guess. And so people could send you a message that would show up in your Messages app on your phone. Oh, wow. I can't imagine uh, that would be overwhelming.
1: (laughs) I mean, when I was writing that little bit, I was like, I mean, what, 10 people are going to play this game right <laughs> like what's the worst that could happen well the worst that could happen it was especially since the game was broken at this point is you would just get random texts <laughs> at random times in the night saying this game is broken oh, my <laughs> oh i swear again uh, <laughs> and i like i couldn't just like remove that functionality because that would mean i would have to rebuild the game like you know
0: oh my gosh you haven't heard it yet, but the the episode that will come up before this, I've recorded with Sean Hickman, and we talked a while about oh, nice. being overwhelmed with, uh, with email and how do you deal with that. And now I'm oh just God. like playing that conversation back, but replacing it with like iMessage uh, messages. And I'm <laughs> that just sounds <laughs> terrifying. Yep.
1: Uh, so uh, after a couple of years, I just removed it from the store. So maybe well, I think the idea is still fun. And like, I actually think it would be fun to do that. With like modern APIs and also just do that it over to the iPhone as well because it would also work. I did build it like a proof of concept.
0: Just throwing it out there. Imagine you have a safe just mm. floating in front of you in 3D space and you use your hands with some sort of new ah! uh, input mechanism <laughs> uh, and you get, you know, you you get uh, 3D spatialized audio clicks coming through or something. Just, you know. Don't do this, Charlie. Random idea for a platform <laughs> that maybe will exist out there sometime. That's it. That's what I need, more work. Charlie, don't do this. Send me your royalties for when you make, uh, you know, millions. All right, deal. (laughs) This episode of Launched is made possible by 512pixels.net, a blog about Apple, tech history, design, and more. Written by Relay FM co-founder and previous guest on this very show, Stephen Hackett. In publication since 2008, 512pixels is a must-read for anyone who loves to get nerdy about the things that, honestly, anybody listening to this show uh, loves to hear about. In addition to covering the latest news out of Apple, Stephen often writes about the company's history and its older products. Over the years, he's devoted thousands of words to computers you may or may not remember. While some would argue that the past should be forgotten, on 512 pixels, it's used to shape how we think about the present as well as the future. And honestly, if you're a listener to this show, that should sound familiar. A big part of this show is me bringing on people who are well-known in the community, who, if you were like me and came in later, you didn't know their whole history or backstory. And I love having that context for understanding the things that are happening now. And what Steven does at 512 Pixels is giving you that context for Apple. And viewing what Apple's doing now through the lens of what you see in their past really makes a lot of the things that they're doing make more sense, at least to me. In addition to regular blog posts, 512 pixels is home to a couple of amazing projects, including the definitive guide to Claris the dog cow, 6k versions of every default Mac OS nine and Mac OS 10 wallpapers and advice about podcasting gear, which if you listen to any of Steven shows, you know, is really good advice and uh, definitely has shaped how I set up my whole setup as well. And there's so much more 512 pixels deserves a place in your RSS reader of choice. So go to 512pixels.net. That's the numbers 512pixels.net to learn more and subscribe. And thank you so, so very much to Steven and 512pixels for sponsoring Launched. So you also worked at a a really cool startup uh, called Along. Um, And we won't won't talk about that. But uh, sadly, that's like totally shut down, right? Uh, Just recently. Uh, At this
1: point it is. We're we're shutting down servers uh, at the end of the month. Yeah.
0: But you did some incredible the main reason i bring that up is i think that's when i that's when i first ran into you is seeing your behind the scenes uh on the crazy uh easter eggs that you did for how to how to get the beta was that what it was for with the like like there was like a vhs tape (laughs) that you like dragged into an actual vhs player uh yeah we had this
1: i guess this could be interesting to your audience but uh, we we were on test flight and we're just you know Still early development, we were testing some ideas or whatever. And we had to bring some content creators. This is a video platform app, by the way. So we had to bring in some content creators to start using the app and give us feedback or whatever. But we realized that having the app uh just in test flight, that's a substantial like barrier of entry for like non tech people yeah. to really figure that out. So we we had to come up with a different solution there. So we were not ready to really to have the app like open and available to everyone but we kind of wanted to be in the app store just to facilitate that to get some people in so we we built this wait list screen inspired by mailbox back in the day in ios and also inspired by mailbox for mac i don't know if you remember but they had this like you would drag a beta coin into like this can
0: Uh, i think i remember it only in the sense that your behind the scenes showed it off
1: (laughs) okay yeah i think i included it yeah that's true so yeah, inspired by that like I had a picture of like a inspired by like an old Mac or like a VHS player thing and we would drop certain like secret tapes throughout our website that you can then like drag and drop across apps which is something that I think most people don't really know you can do on an, on the iPhone. Um but if you were if you dragged and dropped that PNG from over like a tape into the waitlist thing you would have this animation of like putting the tape inside the tape player. And then you would play our onboarding thing. You would get in It's a way to bypass, like to, to yeah, skip the wait list. That was fun.
0: If I think, I think, I think you had that on Twitter as well. Like, a uh, that video, if I can find it, I'll link in yeah. the show notes. Cause it's worth watching. If anything, just to hear you explaining as it progressively gets more and more to me anyway, like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like it's very, very <laughs> cool. Um, and the main you know. reason I wanted to bring that up here is uh, I feel like this comes into play with the the recent update you did with hand mirror. Hmm. Um, but obviously, before the recent update, let's talk about the sort of initial version of... I'm saying hand mirror. I'm realizing I'm saying it very like... It maybe sounds like I'm saying hand mirror. Uh, so it's hand Mur- Like I'm holding up my hands with five fingers on it. And then mirror <laughs> a thing that you look at to reflect yourself back in it.
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean, I... I did this to myself. I didn't really think about that. Hand mirror, um the rural juror. You know that thirty rock joke?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Bon- the uh rural juror. Rural
1: juror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's one of the one of the options of the I'm I'm skipping ahead, but of the Hand mirror plus name you can change to is Hand mirror Rural Juror.
0: <laughs> oh I didn't notice. Oh that's great. That's
1: funny. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry, I'm skipping ahead. So uh Hand mirror. this was I was still on Netlify. This was uh early 2020. I guess right in the beginning of pandemic. <laughs> right. Uh lockdown days. Although this was not related to the pandemic because I've been working remotely f- since 2016. Um but I guess I guess then more people were. So, but I was I was uh, constantly opening up photo booth in order to get a picture of my camera and I would do that before joining a call. And so I would I would do that and then I would use Spotlight and I would start Typing, you know, photo and eventually to get photo booth. But then when I wanted to open photos, the app, the app photos, I would start typing P-H-O and it would give me photo booth instead. I'm like, no, no, no. You're breaking my model, <laughs> muscle memory, I guess, of like typing P-H to open photos. This is like the weirdest. Like,
0: <laughs> Oh, this gets me all the time, though. I'm like, there's random things. Okay. Like I recently <laughs> switched uh, to what is the name of it it's kind of the the hot new uh uh spotlight replacement uh raycast raycast yeah i'm trying out raycast right now and i actually really like it yeah it's pretty good when i when i type twi it wants to open actually let me try it right now because what was it opening it wants to open something that's not twitter let's put it that way toggle floating (laughs) notes window which is a feature of raycast which i'm sure is great (laughs) <laughs> but it, it, it makes me, yeah. like, scream at my screen whenever I just say TWY enter, and I'm used to just Twitter popping open, and instead, yeah. it's just this random box that I can type into, and I'm like, ah! Like, yeah, when your brain is wired to something like that, uh it really messes with you whenever it stops working. Totally.
1: Like, the yeah. When it doesn't do the thing... It's not that you want it to do. It's like... When it doesn't do the thing, you are pretty confident it will do, right? Yeah, it's just
0: expecting like, it to I've do. I've
1: learned... Yeah, I've grown to learn that this is what happens when I do this thing, and then we stops doing that thing because they're being smart. AI is going to take over, um, <laughs> but like you know, <laughs> it, it's really annoying. So that was really annoying, and so I, I had the idea of like, what if I just do uh, an icon on the menu bar, and I click it, and I see the camera. That's it. I do this enough times in a day that I think it would it would deserve its own like menu bar icon. I would I would you know I would be okay with that.
0: Were you thinking this might be a thing? other people be interested in or was this literally like i just want this for me at the beginning
1: no i mean once i just connected to does and i could see the app like the product what it is it's it, it was a really good scope of 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 an app it's simple enough that i could do it because i still am not a really good developer like i can't do fancy hard stuff so this felt like this is simple enough that i th- i think i could do it and and yeah i feel like it's Simple, in my mind, this is always free. Like it's any a Mac thing,
0: developers but... are probably listening to this and going. So a menu bar app that messes with video and window management APIs. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds really simple. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's simple, right? Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, oh man. especially with this update, we can talk in, in a bit, but yeah, it really increased the scope uh, of what it's doing in the complexity. But, but anyway, so like for me, that felt simple and as i always do like i just google i brute force google searches into xcode in order to make an app work if that makes sense
0: this, yes that i mean makes sense i that's exactly okay. what i do <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: uh but so i think it took me a day in order to like all right menu bar yes icon yes click get a camera yes i i don't know how long it took me to like from that initial idea to shipping the app, but it couldn't have been more than like a week or two. It was pretty, it was pretty simple. Yeah. Pretty simple. And this is like version one. It was very, very bare bones.
0: but it's a menu bar icon that you tap and underneath pops up a rectangle that has your webcam on it. Is that, that's the idea.
1: It's a, I'm using the NS popover thing. That's important because it's, it makes it way simpler than like creating a window.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: So it was, a, it was a popover from the icon and shows you your camera. So it took me like, again, like maybe a week or two. And it was so simple that I got rejected from the Mac App Store. Like I was not there on day one. Wow. They rejected for like, I forget the, the, the exact name. It's, not enough utility. It's like not enough something.
0: functionality.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: That's so weird. Yeah. Uh,
1: and I was like, really? Okay, I mean, cool. But guess what you can do on the Mac? You can just, Put it on a website and people can download it. Yeah. So I did that. No marketing, no nothing. It was just I just tweeted about it. I didn't have a lot of followers uh, even back then or whatever. Whatever. It was a pretty. I was not expecting anything. This is a little something fun. I mean, I was proud that I made a Mac app. Like again, yeah, my first Mac app. And as a Mac fan, uh, this was you know special to me. But it got picked up on Twitter. Like a couple just like high profile, I mean, accounts with a lot of followers, like enough of them retweeted that it got a lot of downloads and it became scary a little bit because I was (laughs) not expecting it. And like, I think it was less than a week. It, it was on the verge, like someone, I mean, Jay Peters at the verge, I don't know how he became aware of this app, but he wrote a thing like a, he wrote a little piece on the verge.
0: And this was totally free, right? Like there was no totally free monetization at all.
1: Totally free, as simple as it can be, as you can get. And at that point, like I, then there was bugs, you know, and like there were new features or whatever things like little things I wanted to ship, but because I, I didn't build any like auto updater.
0: Yeah. It didn't have like sparkle <laughs> like, or any of those uh, things. No, and it wasn't it was through just the a, app store.
1: It was just an executable on the website you could download. And so like, I really wanted to be on a Mac app store because at least they could deal with that. <laughs> like yeah. just Updating and stuff.
0: Like, I always wanted to be there. Well, and there's, there's also, like, maybe this wasn't that big of a deal because you're not bringing it up, but, like, if it's getting a lot of traction, then that means there's lots of people downloading this file from a server that you have, right? Like, did you run into Were there costs with that?
1: Uh, no, because uh, the site was on Netlify, and I still oh. had, like, a friend of Netlify employee <laughs> plan. <laughs> well, that worked <laughs> That's out, That's a then. good question. I never thought about that. I wonder if they got a big bill. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. But yeah, so so then I was like, all right, let me try to, quote, add enough functionality that the Apple gods would be okay with having it in its app store. Uh, so I've just built an about screen. I built a little preference window. And actually, I think that was it.
0: Just enough Chrome to be like, this is a thing. Let me in, please.
1: And to, to be fair, like, it did make the app better. Like I, sure. It's not that I didn't want to build those things. Like, yeah, it makes sense. It makes the app better. I wish I yeah. had built them, you know, from V1. But anyway, so at some point, I think I was even like, I, re- I replied to the rejection note
0: from app store, like,
1: Hey, I mean, what about now? Uh, people at the verge seem to like it. Or <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. what about <laughs> that's, like, <laughs> that's quite the flex. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause that, <laughs> right. That sounds terrible, but like, I think my wording was like, hey, this seems, even though it's, you know, has bare utility, enough people seem to, can, you know, to think there's some utility here. <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't know. This if the wording. reason
0: that you're rejecting this is this seems like a uh, nobody would want this, you have pretty clear evidence that that's not the case.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, so eventually they approved it. It was on the store. Um, all those people who downloaded the thing, I had to, I don't know how many of them I lost. But I yeah, because hey, you by didn't way, even you have a way have to this... push like,
0: hey, there's a new version over here. Like, there was no way to no, communicate to those people.
1: Nothing. I I just tweeted again. Hey, by the way, if you have if you downloaded this, can you now download the version from the app store? Thank you. You Can delete the other one. Thank you. Um, they didn't write a thing on the verge about that, but it's okay. I, <laughs> I, I I wonder how much how many people I've lost, like users I've lost, but that's okay. Also, stats I did lose because now they're fragmented. Like, well, I could you could try to see how many people downloaded the thing from your website, yeah. and then App Store Connect kind of completes the story, but it's always been iffy. Uh, looking back, like I wish I had done that differently, but again, you never plan or expect the thing... If you
0: overplan everything like that, you never actually release anything. You end up like me, and you just yeah. spend forever tw- twiddling around on something and never actually pushing it out.
1: Oh, like you don't push things, but yeah, okay. <laughs> uh,
0: not yeah, often what I- enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, so, so that was it. That was... 2020, after that, like, the the following year or two, I did eventually ship little improvements and just, like, small little features. Uh, and then I also... I always had, like, bigger features, like, feature ideas that I wanted to build. Um, for example, be able to just resize the the window, like, the size of the camera window. Yeah. And that, like, the jump from having a simple popover to, like, okay, if you want to resize, you need a window, you can't do popover. If you need a window, you need to, like, window management and, like, positioning on screen. And, oof, if you have multiple screens, that's going to be very fun. Yeah. And, like, just there's so much. Uh, and macOS is ah so... How can I say this in a nice way? It's so particular about how it manages windows, how it manages multiple displays, how whatever and so i've always had these ideas but in order to actually build the whole idea i would just need to refactor pretty much all of the app in the the next two three years i could never really like go all the way like actually finish a new feature without just getting overwhelmed with by the amount of work it would take and this is still a side project so i also i never really had a lot of time to put into this
0: and it's a side project that is totally free still at this point right Totally free.
1: Yeah. 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 And then that changed because like like you said before, the company I was working at uh, was, we we, we we ran out of money. So like there was this time in where actually there's no more work. Right. So I was like looking for a job or whatever. I was like, well, I have time now. <laughs> like I'll, I have like a month. I have around a month to, I don't know, make myself busy. And like this was, the perfect opportunity for me to actually put in the time and, like, because I've always fantasized about the idea like, what it would be like if I could work on my side cyber, cyber projects full time, right?
0: Oh, yeah, once or twice I've, I've had that thought run right across my <laughs> head, yes.
1: <laughs> and so, this was like a rare opportunity for me to experience that, um, without having the burden of like having to find a way to make money and like live right you know, make a living for my side projects. So I had again like around a month. And I so I did that. I acted as if I was just a full time indie developer. I, you know, would wake up in the morning and I sat at my desk and work on Hand Mirror and whatever else I was working on and just do uh not a nine to five because we have a one year old and it's Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 tricky. But uh <laughs> but yeah I did that and I thought well I've shipped this whole side project by working like i don't know a couple hours a week maybe on a side if now i have like eight hours a day like i'm gonna build like 10 apps or like oh whatever but turns out (laughs) it's not that
0: it's not a linear uh like (laughs) growth from (laughs) uh the amount of small amount of side project time to eight hours a day now you have you know eight times that output
1: turns out it isn't yeah no and especially what i wanted to do again like like i said before the 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 level of complexity just really yeah skyrocketed like and and i was pretty overwhelmed with a bunch of stuff because i had to learn all this it's not like i had experience working with you know making mac os apps or whatever so it was all pretty new to me and just again brute forcing google searches and stack overflow until you until it works
0: which on the mac side is a much much more uh you're going much much deeper in the cave to try and like find oh, information yeah. or people who've run into these problems.
1: Oh yeah, because especially I mean, I was going to say watchOS development, but some other platforms, if you find an answer on Stack Overflow that is four years old, you're like, uh, I don't know. like yeah. This is probably not relevant or like probably doesn't work today or whatever. But with AppKit, <laughs> no, I mean, you just have to maybe convert the code to Swift because it's still in Objective-C but like, yeah, this, this is an old platform and yeah. a lot of these little tricks and hacks still work. And I part of my rewrite process was like I wanted to do I wanted to use as much Swift UI as I could. Mm. Uh, this year we got a bunch of new like Mac OS Swift UI stuff like yeah, like window management and um, and also menu bar apps.
0: Are you you're using Swift UI for that?
1: No, so okay. I, I, I like, started by like, okay, if I'm going to rewrite this, I mean try to use I'll default to use a Swift UI solution and then only go back to AppKit if I had to. Yeah. I pretty much always had to.
0: <laughs> that that has been my experience for lots of things. Yeah. Even in UIKit land, it's been uh, a lot of like, Swift UI is so nice, I want to use that. And then you always end up backing all the way back up uh, because usually because of one infuriating detail.
1: Yeah, and it's sometimes small, like for, for many of our apps, I wanted to have a different behavior if you right click on the icon,
0: mm. uh, as opposed to just
1: left click. Cause I wanted to just get the pull down menu to switch camera inputs and, yeah. and settings or whatever. That is not something you can do with SwiftUI. So, like, that was all immediately a no. The pull down menu you get when you right click the menu bar icon, that's all AppKit. And then the one in the actual camera view is SwiftUI. So, I actually have like two different ways to write the same thing.
0: Like, I just popped it open right now. That window that pops up whenever I left click, that's a SwiftUI window. Well, that's a popover, isn't it?
1: Well, inside the popover, because you can have a popover or like a smart window or whatever which we can talk about in a bit. Uh, But yeah, that's that's an S-hosting view controller, but it is hosting the SwiftUI stuff. So all the camera stuff now is... Well, actually, (laughs) it gets trickier than that. The actual camera view is AppKit, but it's inside a SwiftUI thing. So it's it's messy.
0: Yeah, it's a Russian nesting doll of uh, uh, hosting controllers all the way down. Getting that pull-down
1: menu was... I don't know, three days of work, like writing the same thing in SwiftUI. Cause I wanted to have like a little check mark on the selected camera. Right. So you have a list of cameras. The selected one has a check mark. And then you have other options. It's like you can do a pull down menu, but with using the menu SwiftUI thing. But if you want to have a check mark, you actually have to use a picker, not a menu. But in order to use the picker inside a menu, it's a whole thing. <laughs> and you can make it work. But like you just stare at the thing, like, why
0: is it? Yeah. Not
1: because in AppKit is like this item is it checked yes or no like <laughs> you know I don't care <laughs> uh, I don't care what it is I don't care about bindings to the actual value and I do appreciate a lot of that but when you're fighting it it it, it can get pretty annoying but
0: it can it, this is why I think you see so much uh, drama about Swift UI on Twitter because yeah. half the people are excited about it and then the other half of people are coming up for air after hours of an experience just like you just described where you're just like angry at the world and specifically this framework for not doing the thing you wanted to do. And so <laughs> there's, there's an emotional yeah. charge element because man, it gets you in a dark place when you're fighting a, fighting a system like that.
1: And to be fair, I I'm a big fan of Swift UI. Like yeah, I think yeah. it has, yeah, it has enabled me to ship whole apps that I don't think I would, I mean, maybe I could eventually get there, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't do probably
0: there's a reason why we're all f- spending time in that uh in that fight because when it does work, it's so good, so part of that whole month of where I was
1: working on this exclusively, like I knew that I wanted to finally charge for some of my side projects and also to just justify the time the investment and also just to make it fun. I don't know if we're allowed to say that, but like you know getting paid by by you for your work is it's like fun and it's oh, yeah. motivated motivating absolutely and, and, yeah uh, so so like the monetization strategy like how i'm going to monetize this what what th- that took me
0: a long time to finally land on something it's not a business with employees where you're like all right how do we ethically maximize value here you have all these extra layers of like personal identity and what feels good and you know you're not going to be able to put eight hours a day going forward onto it so there's like so much different levels of decision making yeah. wrapped up in that and I, i'm saying this from i don't I've, i'm sure i've talked about it on the show because i talk about everything but i actually have an app in a similar maybe smaller scale experience uh as hand because i have a an app that i made during the pandemic uh, centered around basically just wrapping apple's camera apis that i put out totally for free and then got an article in the verge uh and has been sitting out there like it's a, it's a really weird parallel whoa what what happens this so uh, maybe i haven't talked about this it's called overviewer and uh my wife's a teacher and so she when the pandemic started she was teaching kindergarten at the time from home which is insane Uh, and yeah yeah yeah. like i i I always feel bad when i complain about work whenever especially during that era when i was watching her do this but one of the things with with teaching and there's products that do this is like we probably grew you probably grew up similar where you had an overhead projector where you had like the thin uh whatever that clear paper is called and you to light through it and then the teacher could draw math problems or whatever right um and it would project it onto the wall. And now most classrooms have a similar thing, but it's actually just a little webcam pointed down at a ah. area that's lit up. And then you can put a normal piece of paper, and you can draw with pen or crayon or whatever. And then it most classrooms now have a TV or projector, and so it just over Wi-Fi or a cable it projects that onto the hmm. onto the uh, onto the wall. Same general experience. And she wanted something like that. Um, That she could do over Zoom. And there are products you can buy. But of course, at the beginning of the pandemic, everybody was buying those and people were trying to figure it out. And so I think she was using her, just the camera app. She would literally just open the camera app and Zoom has a feature where you can airplay or you can wire directly to Zoom from your phone and share your screen. Oh, I didn't know they had that. Yeah. I
1: was using QuickTime and then sharing my screen with a QuickTime window. (laughs)
0: No, it's actually, if you use Zoom, it is, it's really handy. I do this all the time in my nice. normal job. Yeah, you can, you can share your iPhone screen. And so, she could open the camera app on her phone and point it down. And like, you know, I have too many uh, little tripods all around the house. So, we could we <laughs> yeah. jerry-rigged the thing with books and stuff to hold it so it pointed down. Um, but obviously, that was crummy in lots of ways. Like one, the camera app, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but the camera app is actually portrait only as an app Ah. when you rotate it all of the icons do spin but it's not the like app going into landscape mode it's actually Ah. still a portrait app and it's just there using the accelerometer to twist stuff around
1: so zoom will never see it as like a landscape thing
0: so zoom will always show it in portrait Um, so that was an issue and then obviously there's all this chrome and stuff and so i was like i could make right i'm a developer and i supposedly know how to Make apps, although I very rarely hit yeah. new, new app. I was like, I could just make an app that literally just takes the camera and sticks it on the screen and then it'll rotate and then there's no Chrome at all. And that will still, that'll be a better experience, Clever.
1: right? Yeah.
0: And so like I built that and then she would be like, oh, it'd be nice if it could do this, uh, or it could be nice if it could <laughs> do this. And, and then probably more of it was me being like, it would be nice if you could do this. And she's like, I don't care. Just, I want it to just keep working. <laughs> yeah but eventually i you know i added a thing where you can turn the flashlight on and so zoom also supports airplay which means if you airplay it versus just do a normal screen uh mirror
1: i'm learning so much about zoom also
0: isn't yeah this? yeah it's it's really interesting but ios supports multi windows like it's always done that you know where you can like share keynote to a screen right and it shows a different thing on the screen than it shows on your phone so if you do that, then man, I'm turning this into the overviewer show. But sorry, I love it. No, no. But if I you love do it. that, then it now is going to show a 16 by 9 screen. You know the actual window resolution. Yeah, and then I can put the camera view on that instead of it showing your phone.
1: And you can keep all the UI
0: on the phone. Because if it shows your phone, it's going to be whatever the resolution of your phone happens to be.
1: Right.
0: I see. So it kind of just kept expanding. And then it was like, well, but you might want to zoom in. And so then I built a little trackpad into the screen so that you could like, you could pinch and pan around and like change where it's showing. It's a whole thing. And it was really fun to build. It kind of felt, I don't know, you you probably felt the same way at the beginning of the pandemic. You're like, nothing I do matters. Is there anything I could do? That was when I like opened up Dark Noise Test Flight very publicly as like, anybody can download this for free and I'll just keep it open as long as the pandemic's going, which turns out is forever. Um, but, uh, (laughs) still in it. It's like anything I could do that made me feel like I provided some value compared to like the nurses and teachers around us that were actually providing value to the world. So it just felt good. And I got it out there and I, you know, felt good about myself, a bunch of like news, like local news stations. I'd like interviewed them. So I was on like, the local news in Florida and whoa, this is incredible. Yeah, it was it was a weird <laughs> it was a weird era. That is, if anybody's wondering, uh, how in the world does this guy have a check mark on Twitter? Because I don't have that many followers. I'm Charlie. Like, I'm not like this well-known person. It's almost entirely because when they opened, remember when they opened it up for like one week where you could apply? Yeah. Well, during that one week, that was within six months of The Verge writing about Overviewer and the verge including me in a couple articles as well as 9 to 5 in a couple places about uh when they did the 24 hour turnaround on when ios came out and a bunch of developers were upset and like a couple people oh, interviewed yeah. me which means my name was in a couple articles and so oh i actually God. had charlie a bundle of news art this is the only 6 months of my entire life where this <laughs> has been true where i had uh, a bunch of news articles that i could include to say i'm a notable person and then i got through then they closed it and now i've kind of felt guilty ever since
1: i wasn't expecting the origin story of charlie's blue check but here it is yeah <laughs> incredible wow i mean i have more questions but
0: um, no yeah. i <laughs> maybe maybe you can have me on uh, uh layout your uh, your podcast <laughs> yeah and we can, okay cool we can go through this <laughs> but uh all of that to say i have i've been watching the hand like transition to finding out how to ask for money with intrigue oh. because I basically do an update when iOS 16 or when the new version of iOS comes out, I'll make sure that it works. Right. And then it's like, it's really hard. I have very limited side project time and I have dark noise, which makes real money and launched, which has a big audience or big relative to me audience. Uh, and it's hard to like put time into this, Thing that makes no money and i don't know that it has it doesn't have that big of a of a user base so i just do that one update and then i feel good but like i was 16 every dot release has like broken something and i just oh, can not <laughs> and it's little things like like right now it is literally broken where there's a button you can tap that like forces it to rotate because a lot of times you have it mm. in a tripod you don't want to like pick the phone up and turn it so it rotates and it just doesn't work right now. And like every couple of days I'll get an email and it's just like, it's like, a, it's heart wrenching, right? Where you're like, yeah, I'm very, very sorry. And I know, and I just can't, I haven't been able to dedicate time to fix it.
1: Does it help, help you knowing that this is free? Like, like you, 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 you're not, you don't owe anyth- anything to anyone, if that makes sense.
0: So that's the flip side to it, right? It's like, if I start charging yeah. money, now there's like, I am on the hook for that but i still feel on the hook for it now but i bet yeah. i would feel more now that you say that out loud
1: i kind of lean on that a little bit with hand mirror like i don't know some some people would report bugs or whatever uh and i was just like i'm sorry like i wouldn't feel too bad because like i understand it's frustrating i empathize with you i want this to be fixed i don't like when people are yeah mad, <laughs> using things i i've built but i wouldn't Let's just say that now it feels very different now that I'm charging for it a little bit. I mean I'm I can talk about it a bit, but um it did change that that relationship that I have with it and with my users I guess. I don't have a good like answer <laughs> to you, but yeah, it it, it does suck cuz you want to you want to make people happy and yeah. like the stuff you use, but you have to you you have to to manage your own energy levels and like right. I, I just know that for years I've been and still am. I'm still in it, but like I'm I'm pretty overwhelmed. Like constantly overwhelmed because I just I just try to do too much and I am I still suck at saying no to things.
0: Right? Whenever you finally free up space, you fill it up so fast.
1: Oh yeah, like, like before we had a, a kid, I already had a million side projects and I also have a podcast. I, I think we have a lot of there's a lot of parallels in, yeah, in the yeah. stuff we, we do, <laughs> but we just we just fill our time. I don't know, 120% capacity. Like we're already like overbooked constantly. And then when we had a kid, I just felt like, all right, this is it. Like something has to give. I have to slow down and you know say no to things or whatever. Maybe give up a couple of projects. But turns out, no. I just like my son was two months old and I built uh, like a uh, another app called Booby Track to to for my wife to to track her uh, breastfeeds. Yeah, and like that was like two months in and since then i think i just i'm just doing more and more and i it's not good (laughs) we we it sucks but like we 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 know this because you know it's a thing everyone knows like oh you have to be good at saying no like whatever steve jobs quote insert here yeah Uh, but like (laughs) but it's really hard to practice that i feel like
0: yeah it's almost like you have to treat i i know i like i sort of treat like family time is its own side project you know what i mean like mentally it's a thing that takes time <laughs> yeah. and you're you're prioritizing like it's a feature right and if you're i feel like if you like set out ahead of time to make that a priority like i i don't i feel like i feel overwhelmed and busy often but i do mm-hmm. feel like i've been able to do a decent job of that never interferes with the family time thing because right at the end of the day like that's the most precious thing everything else can yeah. you know fall apart and And that's the one that I need to be able to fall back on, or I'm going to be screwed.
1: So I guess what I'm trying to say is like, if at the end of the day, uh, what's it called? Overviewer gets not neglected, but like, yeah, it doesn't make the cut sometimes. That's okay.
0: Yeah. And that's ultimately, that's where it is at. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Sorry for that. (laughs) I feel like I turned that into a me thing. It, it, It just makes the hand mirror saga incredibly interesting at a personal level, because there's a lot of, kind of weird parallels between those two i feel like and so i've been very interested in watching this but let's let's bring it actually back to what this show is really about <laughs> okay <laughs> okay so you you decided to pay for it i think that's where i pulled this into a weird long tangent um so mm, how right, did you decide this. to to monetize it like where did you land as far as you know what features uh, to gate
1: so again just setting up context there's a free utility app it's been around for uh, at this point, I think two years. It's gotten some adoption, some usage. There's there's downloads happening, Charlie. Like it's been, it's definitely my most popular side project, and I really like it. And people seem to like it. Like you know, it's a free little utility app that whatever. Um, so I I was and always have been pretty protective of like the I click this icon and I see a picture of my camera free mac app like this can't change so i knew that i didn't want to just start charging for it or whatever right so i didn't want to interfere with this what what it was i just wanted to build on top of it like
0: add stuff which adds to that sort of context of normally your pricing if you like google how do i do Mm. you know in-app purchases the first thing is like what's the thing that's the most valuable to your most valuable users and it's like you've already decided Mm. The most valuable thing is precious, and like that needs to stay.
1: Absolutely, and, and, and like there was always this one happy accident, like use case that I didn't really design for. But like the this popover thing that I was using, there's a little property you can you can have it detach, right? Uh, you can just yes. drag the popover out of the thing. I kind of got that for free. I just said, yeah, sure, detach, please. Let's make that possible, please. And all of a sudden, you could use Hand for a different. Use case, like maybe you're recording your screen and you want to have like a, you know, a window of your camera in the screen. Like I've used
0: that a lot of times. Right. Like you're doing screencast.
1: Yeah. So include yourself in like a screen recording. And that was like something that I know, I know a lot of the users, my users were using for. So I felt comfortable like exploring that as a use case, like as a, as a target audience, like people who want to like maybe do screen recordings or, you know, live stream or something uh, but in order to like satisfy those users, I knew I had to build like resizing the the window, like that's, yeah. that's obvious. And then like maybe adding like window masks. So if you wanted to have a circle or like you know a squircle or whatever instead of just a regular uh, window, uh, I knew I wanted to add all that. Um, at this point, I had already built like eighty percent of it. Like the you could click click behind the notch if you had a MacBook with a notch. To like trigger the camera, like I would just show the popover right there, yeah, yeah, all of these little features felt like this doesn't really interfere with the the core essence of the app, if you will, but it but there's enough value here that I feel like maybe some people would be okay paying for it, or I would be able to add enough stuff, and so in all the features that i had the feature ideas that I had, they were kind of random, it was not like a one big feature like the notch trigger is one and like masking and window is another one but just like I have more ideas that I don't really want to spoil but I have a long list of like random stuff that you can yeah. do. Like one that like people enough people have asked me like it would be cool to just take a picture like in the app. Oh yeah. And I I see a view of my camera. Can't I kind of like photo booth. Can I just take a picture of that? I'm like well you can screenshot it. That, but <laughs> yeah. But there's ideas there. And so all of that is just kind of random bonus features. And then I felt like I could just charge for those. Right. So this would work. So now I talked to a bunch of colleagues, like other indie devs, uh, co-workers of like, if you find it useful, you will probably use it like more than once. Or, or like, it's a thing, if it clicks with you, you'll probably use this like every
0: day or... At least for me anyway, it's one of those where it's like, yeah, if it clicks, it's never... I use it constantly. I use it every time I change the decorations on my uh, (laughs) bookshelf. I'll just open it. I'll literally open my Mac up, pop it open really quick just to see what does it look like in the way that not only are my colleagues all only seeing my office from this angle, but I actually see my office from this angle. I'm looking at it right now from zoom where I'm looking at myself instead of, you know, you, which is what I should be doing. Yeah. That's how I see my office. So I actually want it to look nice from the perspective of my webcam, weirdly, even personally. I always use hand mirror for that now. Like it is, it is the default way for me to just see wow. what my world looks like through this one lens that I and lots of people see my world through all the time.
1: So you see your world through hand mirror. That's pretty powerful. Can yeah. You use that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
1: cool. Uh, you're already on the website, by the way. I don't know if you noticed.
0: I did. Um, I did. I had never looked through the that list before, but it was a that was a weird thing. Actually, <laughs> I was going to say, we'll talk about that later. Let's just talk about it right now, really quick, as an aside, okay. because why not? Your website is insane. <laughs>
1: Thanks. Like, <laughs> in a good way or just one of them? In check. a good way. Yeah, like, I, way. Way. I can't...
0: Okay, cool. It's like, you know, how so, I'm sure you've experienced this where you see somebody's thing and like, it almost makes you upset how good it is. That's my experience looking through your, your personal website. It's so, it's so good. And uh, I know it's awkward hearing somebody just... <laughs> heap praise on (laughs) you so i won't make you respond to that but uh yeah what's
1: your response yeah yeah thank you (laughs) what say you that's crazy like i i my website seems to like people seem to like it and think it's cool but i've had that design for like since forever not exactly like that the same design but the same idea of like a video at the hero or whatever Uh, but like it just got picked up like people seem to notice like at at just certain point and and since then, I have this, not pressure, but like, I don't think I'll ever change that. Now I can't touch it because I feel like I can't top it.
0: Right. Like you can't, yeah, you can't do it unless you're going to one up it somehow. I'm sure it's very easy to update too. Um.
1: <laughs> it's so easy. So, okay. People who have no idea what we're talking about. My my personal website is rafa.design. It's just, it's just a list of like sections of different stuff I've done. But, like, the right side of it is just, like, a, I don't know, random, chaotic layout of just, like, little screenshots and stuff kind of, like, spread around the page. And all that, the way I built that, it's all, like, hard-coded pixel values for all that.
0: I mean, yeah, it would have to be. It's awful.
1: (laughs) So every time I want to change something... So, for example, I just updated my website because I got a new job. And so I wanted to include that job. Um, I wanted to put that at the top. And there's a video of me peeking out of a section, whatever. And so that's seriously top if you haven't had,
0: already like paused this podcast and just you can even open it on your phone, which also is crazy that it uh is reactive with this crazy of a design um you should just pause this and go look at it seriously it's it's so good,
1: like I wanted to update the the first section instead of being a-, a dark background, I want to be yellow background because I joined sketch, and that made sense. If I wanted to update the color I needs to i need to update the video because part of that. Cut out of that section is part of the video. So I had to dig like old Final Cut Pro files. Oh where, yeah. Where, where did I do that? And just it's a it's it's it took me like two full work days to update a couple sections on my website.
0: Because you wanted to change one color. Pretty much. Do not recommend <laughs> it's worth it though. It's so good. Well, I shouldn't say it's worth Oops, it. It's so. worth it for Thanks. me selfishly as a person who occasionally <laughs> right. looks at it.
1: Uh, <laughs> It's worth someone else have a lot of work, put on a lot of work on this. Yeah. Uh, I should outsource my website, but yeah.
0: Anyway, so, okay, getting back. I literally have no idea. Monetizing thing. Yes, monetizing.
1: Monetizing, right. Extra features. I could charge for that. Cool. Uh, People use this every day. Cool. So there's an opportunity to introduce subscriptions, right? Makes sense. It's something that people do. It's definitely the most sustainable way to charge for your work, especially something that people would find value daily in a recurring, yeah, daily, in yeah. this case. And yet, I don't know, Charlie, like I don't, I didn't want to do that. And I, I have the privilege of like, this is not going to be my main source of income. Um And I, I'm, I'm not realistically like planning to even try, right? So maybe I think it would be a very different conversation if I was trying to make a living out of this and probably subscriptions would make, more sense but but still like as a user like no one likes subscriptions (laughs) right right like i understand that yeah it makes sense that you should do like you would do that in order to make this sustainable so if you want this app to you know keep getting updates and you want the developers to keep working on it that makes sense and as an app developer i understand that very well and yet as a user it's just a little bit annoying right
0: yeah because it feels like a commitment right You can't, um, that's the thing about subscriptions is you can't make an impulse buy with a subscription. I honestly think that that's why, like, and I do this too, where, you know, somebody will have a lifetime that's way more than I ever would have paid if it was just, if it just cost that much, Mm. even as an in-app purchase. But, but I think what ultimately what it gives me is the ability to sort of impulse buy something where it's like. I like this person, I like the thing they're making, but I'm not, like, committing to yeah. this as the, the... extra
1: cost is you're purchasing, <laughs> you're paying to not have that, like, not burden, but like...
0: Burden, I think that's the right word. It sounds too heavy, but... Okay, sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't want to think about this. I don't want in, like, a year to get an email saying, like, hey, reminder that this subscription will renew. Like... I'm paying to not have that part of my life, kinda. For the yeah. t- and right now I'm talking about the lifetime purchases. But but anyway, like with Hand Mirror, I didn't I didn't want to do that and I didn't have to, right? Right. I thought that like I have a lot of ideas of like future features that I want to build and add to this. It makes sense to just keep adding to the bundle. So if someone pays for it today and then in a month I ship a new feature, I don't want to charge extra like i don't want to do a la carte like pay for the features
0: you want that ends up being so complicated in terms of development time even yeah
1: yeah yeah no yeah absolutely um so what i ended up with was i'll charge a flat fee a one-time purchase you unlock this i ended up calling it hand mirror plus whatever uh one-time purchase it unlocks all the features in that bundle and also you still get access to whatever feature i build like in the future so, and part of that appeal was also like, all right, if I am committing to keep working on this and build more features, I I tease currently in the bundle, I tease whatever next I'm working on. Um, yeah. It's, a, it's like redacted, but if you click on it, you can actually like reveal the thing and you can see that I'm working on a little mic check to see if, you know. It's
0: Speaking working. of things that people should spend time going and looking at, you should also A, download the app, but B, just go through the like, settings pages and find all of the <laughs> the crazy uh easter eggs that you've you've mixed all over the the preferences because it is uh delightful
1: i'm uh my development style is a uh, easter egg driven development yeah and it's <laughs> like that's i have fun doing those things so like that fuels the oh and now i have to implement
0: in-app purchase in-app purchases don't excite the uh yeah the mind the same way
1: so so yeah so that that was the that was a pricing strategy and then also the plan is every time i add a new feature a new like substantial feature to the bundle i increase the price of the bundle so there's this extra incentive for people to purchase it now because right. now is the cheapest it'll ever be um even if you think maybe it's not worth the price now but maybe like again the mic check feature that i already teased if you think that maybe that would be worth the money then purchase now, right?
0: I think there's also I know you're not thinking of it this way, but like, you know, putting the business he had on. You also kind of have an app that has a really big user base because of the free element to it. And the like paid features, each time you do that, it's an opportunity to like capture more from that huge, you know, funnel to try and actually bring in. So like there's a lot of opportunity for continued you know, money to be made, even without the recurring uh, cost. Yeah, I. that's
1: that's a good point.
0: I, I'm sure you're not thinking, it doesn't sound like you're thinking of it that way at all, but it is kind of interesting to think about.
1: But a little bit. I, I thought like, I, I'm sure that over time, less and less people will like pay for it because at some point I'm just, I already like converted my user base, kind of. So I'm going to make less volume. So if I increase the price, Maybe I'll make up for the loss of volume if that makes hmm. sense, right? Like, there's sure less people will pay for it, but will pay more. Maybe I don't right. know. I don't, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I don't have a lot of experience with this. Uh did I you mention don't this have for huge time? Uh, like, spreadsheets with models. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I'm like, I would pay for it. All right, good enough. Ship it. You know, like just that's that. That was. Did my... you just ring a bell? Oh yeah, you Sorry. have a bell. Did, did I mention? Did I mention that I was a fan of Marco and John and whatever? Yeah. I do have a. Yeah, a that's bell. awesome. If it, you
0: know, you know. <laughs> what's really funny is I almost didn't say anything because it just fit my brain. I'm used to like hear a joke, <laughs> hear the bell. And then I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm not listening to a podcast.
1: <laughs> I did get the Merlin Man bell. Um, wow. Not to use on podcasts, but like I thought it was funny to do it in meetings because like people are not expecting. Oh, I was thinking hey, just people- when you're
0: on your own, you think of a funny joke. And you kind of chuckle to yourself <laughs> yeah. and you ring the bell.
1: <laughs> every time a new feature is like... Every time I archive the thing to send to App Store, yeah. I ship <laughs> <then>, it! <laughs> uh, that's great. Where was I? Sorry. that's uh, no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I did this to myself. This is a very professionally um, run show over here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Only the, also the most professional guests. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so that was, uh, that, was, uh, that was the idea. And I was a bit... Not scared, but like uh, a lot of people told me that I should charge more. So it, to just uh, for context, I, I start with uh, charging uh, four ninety nine for this bundle today, and I don't really know how much I will like increase the price for a uh, buy with new feature. I'm thinking like a dollar, maybe. So like next thing will be five ninety nine. Well, we'll see. But because um, now you, I guess you can be very precise and
0: like your how much? Yeah, you charge. increase it by seven cents uh, <laughs> yeah. every time.
1: I'll I'll increase but one cent every day. So like clock is ticking. Go. (laughs) Um, and uh, so some of my friends and coworkers were telling me that I should charge more because also it's a Mac app and I think I could charge more, right? Yeah. And you don't want to leave money on the table. Like, if I charge six ninety nine, would I, you know, make more money? Probably. So I thought like there's a lot of like people who follow me on the internet. They're like, there's some people that I'm I'm confident that they would pay me like whatever i charge for you know up to a you know <laughs> there's limits but like <laughs> if i charge at 6.99 they'll probably still do it 9.99 maybe some people would do it uh so i didn't want to leave all those people like i don't want to leave that money on the table so i also add a generous unlock if you want uh, and i think i'm charging 12.99 or 10.99 I, I actually forget right now um but i charge more for that if you want to be generous and I would say that you get nothing, you get nothing extra. Like it's exactly the same. Although that might be a lie. I don't want to spoil it. But like, if you're generous, and only generous people will know this. But maybe there's a little something. I don't <laughs> know. Um, so, and uh, yeah. So and right now, I think it's like one twentieth of users are generous. I guess.
0: Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I was, was, was going to ask what the mix was, but that that kind of yeah, tracks. I
1: need to double check, but it's around around that i think the 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 first couple days of it was like a tenth and i'm like oh damn that's way more than i thought right because at the
0: beginning it's going to be a much higher percentage of people who are downloading it because they know you and then you're going to start getting into the mix being more people who found it through the app store but so yeah i'm i'm
1: I'm happy with that um and uh we'll see i like the simplicity of it like i charge a flat thing and if i add value to the bundle i increase the value the monetary value of the thing yeah it's just like it's it's simple it's simple and i like the simplicity of it i don't know if it's a good <laughs> business model or not i don't know but uh that's what i decided to go with and i kind of i guess now i i've committed to it i can't just change it right <laughs> so that's what it is
0: nice and so do you feel I, we kind of touched on this a little bit but do you feel like a it's worth it in terms of the money that's coming in but b like it being a side project that you can't put as much time into has your relationship with with it as a side project changed because now your customers are paying customers.
1: Yeah, it got real. Like, <laughs> like before pretty much all of my side projects were on the same level in terms of like importance, priority. I guess mm, what yeah. would bump one up the priority list would be what makes me most excited Right, right now, right, like, like with Booby Track, my current, currently the only app I have on, on iOS. When iOS 16 came out, and then the the um, the Dynamic Island came out, like I wanted to work on those things. Yeah. So I guess Booby Track became more important to me than Hand Mirror at that point. But now having this commitment um, to this uh, by by charging people for this, like it definitely changed how I feel about it but also not just on a bad thing it's not like oh and now it's work and i feel like that i have to work on it no it's it's also fun because you get that reward of you know if you put in the work you you get rewarded for it hopefully
0: especially doing the not fun things right like getting bug reports and fixing bugs is not fun i don't i don't find it enjoyable i know some people like refactoring and fixing bugs that is not something that Gets me excited, but if somebody's paying me for it, I do feel good about about getting those types of grunt work things out because of the reward I'm getting out of it.
1: Yeah, you do get the reward when you ship it and then you fix a problem for someone, right? But <laughs> but the doing it, I don't enjoy it. Like I like in the the first week or so uh, after the after I shipped this big new update, like I got a lot of bug reports. Uh, I mean, this is another thing. You do get overwhelmed by it, because I still don't really know how many people, like the percentage. Is it like, oh my god, this is buggy for everyone, or is it like three people who emailed me? But what about the people who didn't email
0: me about it? Especially on the Mac. On iOS, there's a lot more uh, homogenization, is that the right word? Like, for the most part, most people are using the same thing. Like the iPad, sometimes you can get a little bit more variation, but for the most part, it's like, if somebody runs into an issue with dynamic island stuff probably everybody is like there's not a, as much variation right. outside of the audio stuff that i do but on the mac it's like chaos right like everybody has a different size monitor and a totally different setup and spaces versus mission control versus whatever and cameras and oh camera- my God, yeah, cameras yeah yeah webcams
1: webcams and like virtual cameras running weird software for like streaming or whatever that i've never heard of and uh yeah i i uh, like, like, so I was saying that the first week I think I got a lot of bugs, and you know, sometimes you get a bug report, and even if it was, the, it's the first time you're hearing about this problem, you know exactly what it is. Right? Yeah, ah, like, oh, I know it's that one function that I've, yeah, whatever. Uh, like those, I got a lot of those, and so the first week I was shipping an update, I think it averaged out on like one update a day. Oh, wow. um, I was just putting out because at some point I'm like, this is right before the holidays, so. I didn't want to drag it out because I also wanted to take a break, but you know I didn't feel comfortable just
0: yeah yeah saying give me your money and then peace out
1: yeah <laughs> cool thanks
0: uh, so
1: that first week was very intense and like just fixing a lot of little things that were annoying and but now I think week three I'm like now only the big bugs are around <laughs> and and there's um I'm learning a lot about just like logging stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Because, if the app crashes, I do get the crash reports right from from Apple, and sometimes those are helpful, and I can find bugs and fix them. But when it's like, oh, the camera freezes, like that's a big one that I keep yeah about. The camera freezes. Like I got, I got nothing. I have no idea, and I try ask a bunch of, a bunch of questions, and I try to replicate it, and I can't. And then I hear the same bug report from multiple users. And I ask the same questions and I'm trying to find some patterns. And there are some bugs that are just like nothing. I got nothing. I have no idea where to begin. And right now I'm, I'm kind of there. I'm just like trying to fix bugs. I'm trying to shoot this bug in the dark. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. And it's, uh, that is not fun.
0: That is making me, (laughs) it's weird to say, but like it makes me feel a little better about the fact that, uh, Overviewers totally free and like it's okay for it to stay as as that yeah. kind of thing. Um because I do feel less guilty about the fact that it's totally free, even though I do definitely still feel guilty.
1: Like the my biggest issue that I've encountered early on was like people just not trusting my app. Like, oh wait, a random app from a random developer that wants access to my camera? Yeah. Like, what's happening? So I was like, how do I <laughs> convey trust that like I'm not doing anything shady? And I don't have a good solution to this. Like some skeptics will always be skeptical and like they'll never believe you. Um but like in the app store description, like at the bottom, I say, like by the way, uh I'm not collecting or recording any of your like camera stuff for a bunch of reasons. First, why would I? Second, I don't have the programming chops to do any of that. Like, I really, I don't, I wouldn't know how to, uh, yeah. And I think third, like, you can run, you can, if you want to figure out, um, you can run, like, I don't know, Charles and see if I'm making any network calls or anything. But yeah, that was, like, a weird one that I, as a free app, like, it, it was annoying that, like, some people were saying, hey, this developer's probably stealing or, like, recording your camera. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you do, like? I'm. Not, I know I'm not, and it's annoying that you're publicly like leaving reviews, one-star review of like mm, shady. Like, come on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you have no real rec- recourse there. Anything you say, yeah. it's like, well, yeah, that's what that's what a scam artist would say, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, I think the big thing that you do though is you put your face everywhere, especially with the the new update mm. in the about screen. Like, I, you know, what percentage of customers are going through all of that. Well, you have a nice onboarding thing that also reveals your face, but simply putting your face there, it's like, if I am a scam artist, you know what I look like. And like that alone <laughs> at a human level, I feel like does, does I some work to convey I Charlie. That's yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually all talking actor. to uh, a paid actor. <laughs> yeah.
1: What, what do you want me to say? Right, right, Charlie. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, hopefully by this point, um, any anybody who was questioning your uh, trustworthiness has heard enough about you to to finally pull the trigger and download the free app uh, and try it out. And like again, from personal experience, I use it just nonstop. It's so it's so useful, and it's what I like. I I like that it's free. So most of the apps from like friends and people in our community that I just like love love those examples of just really well-designed apps that I feel like convey the like delight that I get out of what, you know, native applications can, can do. Most of those very understandably cost money. Like they're usually made by Indies. They're not, you know, VC backed and trying to make money later down the line. And so what that means is for like friends outside of our world, I'm always like, Oh, I like really love this app. You should try it out. But then I'm always like, but it costs money. And I know yeah. Like, you're not the type of person that would do this, right? Where with hand mirror, anybody I know who has a Mac, like everybody I know who has a Mac is on Zoom or, or Meetup or whatever, uh, or Google Meet or something all the time. Because even if you work in an office, this is this is how we all work. So right. everybody, this is useful for. And it's given me a thing that I can like, oh, you should download this thing. And then a couple of weeks later, I'll get a, oh my gosh, you're right. I use this like every day. Like that feeling is really good and i like that it has that free angle if only selfishly so that i can finally share one of these apps with uh people who normally wouldn't you know ever pay for an app uh in my life
1: i appreciate that i never thought about it about it that way like the fact that it's free it's it's a good marketing thing also like it's not that it has a free trial no the thing is free like you don't have the
0: value right yeah like it's not like Um, yeah you can try it out and see how it feels because that's anybody i know who is in our world um, and i want them to appreciate how good the thing is designed if it has a free trial i'll be like yeah you might not actually need the app but you should just download it and play with it so you can see what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. but this one it's like you know my uncle larry i can be like hey you should download this thing and it's gonna be like Super useful for you, and you're not going to have to mess with a bunch of settings. You're not gonna; it's not some power user feature. It's just a utility that is incredibly helpful. I I think that's like a really special kind of powerful thing.
1: Do you think this? Because like, oh, hearing all this is like, yeah, I was so smart for doing this, but the, no, like, the reality was, as I told here before uh, earlier, like it was just a a thing a need that i had in the moment and it was easy enough to build and then just put it out there like it was never a premeditated like planned strategy to take over the world or whatever like do you think this is isn't there like an invisible like happy accident in it that somehow you can feel it i I, I, sometimes i think like if i were to try to engineer this like free utility app that then had this like viral aspect to it it almost like if you if that's the goal it you already failed, like you can't really do it. You can't force something to be viral in it.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, because part of if you started this as trying to make a business, it would have been a different thing. Like part of the Yeah, it taking off uh is the fact that it's I know me selfishly anyway, with with Overviewer, it's like the reason that took off in I took off is maybe the wrong word, but got the press and attention it did is in part because I gave it away for free. I was very upfront about like, hey, I'm just a dude whose wife's a teacher and I think this might be useful for other people. And that was like a story, right? Uh, It kind of generated some interest for that reason. And it's like, you can't, I mean, you can manufacture genuineness. I think there's an entire city in California sort of dedicated to trying to do that. Uh, (laughs) But like, people can feel it, especially over the long term. It's really, Mm -hmm. really hard to fake it. Um, but if, if you're passionate about something and you put it out there and especially, I know it's dangerous, but when your identity is wrapped up in it, like I'm assuming there's an element of hand mirror that you feel an identity connection with, it makes you put a a level of spit shine and polish that you wouldn't put on it if you were doing it as a business and thinking about ROI and all this stuff.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, people who listen to this show have probably already... You know notice the the pattern of like a lot of these products uh, especially coming from indie devs are, are like most of the times happy accidents mm-hmm. right like they were solving a very specific need of the developer probably and then it kind of ballooned and you know kind of other people found found it also useful and then that's like the origin story for a lot of these darlings for a lot of these like products that we really love um, and that is something that like big companies just can't
0: do. or it's incredibly difficult i think like like the mac is an example you know the original mac where for whatever reason you know whether it's steve jobs reality distortion field or just the people that were working on it at that time those those people had their identity and a vision of the world in front of them wrapped up in this yeah. that was not tied around success or or if it was tied around success it was tied around it in the sense that like i think this is going to change the world uh and i want my name stamped on that and once it becomes about that in a different way you start doing things like signing your signatures on the inside of the panel and making weird decisions that you think inject a new level of personality that again the roi is not good is this worth my time maybe not exactly
1: and, and that's it. Cause like big companies, a lot of money coming in and out. And like, it's a big business. ROI, like you said, has to be something you think about a lot. It has yeah. to be important. And that's usually not like all these little details, Easter eggs, things that like go the extra mile, probably bad ROI, right? Like <laughs> signing the, 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 like you said, like the, the interior, the inside of the case of the laptop. Is that going to sell more Macs? No, actually, like I think. Only after you sell them, like people will notice, like, right? right? Like, they don't even know it's there, like, it's not a selling point, and yet, like, that's what creates this connection, I think, with the user. That it's first, still, I think, either impossible or, or incredibly hard to track and get the data. So, like, these companies are, like, yeah, how important is this little sparkly button thing, like, little detail? Like, there's no data, like, people aren't telling you. I love it. This made me feel a little bit better. Actually, now I have grown like I've, 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 I have a greater sense of appreciation for the brand or whatever.
0: Well, and probably one out of fifty of those things even resonates, right? How many little details? When uh, I can't remember any of the people's names off the top of my head now, but the people working on like Mac Paint, how many little details did they put in there that don't? get into Twitter threads or get blog posts written about them now. Like there's probably hundreds of decisions they were making every week that were like little things that don't necessarily matter. But if 1% of those make it into the final product and do resonate with people, it creates this overall, you know, experience. That's wonderful. Yeah. And it, it can go the other way too. Like, I don't know if you've seen the documentary about uh, general magic. Not yet. Oh, it's Here's so good, but it's a lot of the same people and it's the same ethos their identities wrapped up in it they go way deep into the weeds on small things like that and it it showed like that can also totally fail like you have to have a marriage of of the business and these things if you want it to be a business um
1: it's a hard lesson to swallow as a designer sometimes that like good design alone won't make a product successful
0: a good product alone won't make a product successful which also kind of (laughs) sucks
1: We all have our different lists, but like these darlings <laughs> that are dead, <laughs> like Ardio, love that product. It was, it was something. Like it was the, the way it made me interact with music and like follow other people and like I I've felt connected to other people from Twitter or whatever. Like whatever died, right? Path, Path is an yeah. app we keep mentioning. Especially I think the Path was like around for like less than a year. I think I don't know. Maybe I've. I've my memory's shot on this but it's like such a short-lived app that was never popular right it was i think it never really took off um and it died pretty quickly and still to this day we keep bringing it up as like an example of like such clever good design um so we all have these like examples of apps that were great (laughs) were such neat attention uh, to, to, to detail and like great design in that in itself couldn't save it but 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 yeah so i think as a solo in the developer or like a small shop you have the you have the unique opportunity or like privilege or luxury of like being able to put in this yeah. extra work this these little details without having to you know convince any boss or any pm that it's a good investment or like whatever like you can just decide that for yourself like There's always there's also consequences to this. Like if you make if you spend too much time working on a little something that is not going to be helpful to your business or whatever, then it might be a bad decision. But like you can do this. It's it's not hard. I've known because I've worked at larger organizations, big companies, and sometimes I'm like, hey, I would love to spend you know a couple days working on like this one cool little animation or interaction. I think would be cool, but it's hard to convince your bosses to, to spend time doing that because like there's so much to do and like so much like other important things that, you know, feel, feel way more important and probably are more important to the business that no, we're not going to prioritize that over this other thing. So, but then, you know, that's why I think we all have this affinity for indie devs. That's probably why you decided to create this podcast and you're not interviewing people at like Salesforce and, microsoft and like these big companies
0: right that being said satya if you want to call you know i'm i can make some room in my schedule probably for you
1: um yeah satya do you want to go after me you know tough act to follow but you know (laughs) you can do it we Um, believe in you (laughs) yeah so you mentioned that like i do include myself in the work like like i i have a button to meet the developer and then yeah kind of like the curtains in the app icon kind of get out of the way and you can see a video of myself this is just something that i like to do because it it feels personal and like i like making my work feel personal and like and that's also something unique no one else will have a video of me you know like
0: yeah exactly
1: i'm the most unique thing about me as a developer if that makes sense it's like me my personality it's use it (laughs) you know Inject personality into your product. I, as a user, I always like to, when I see that.
0: All right. Well, uh, <laughs> I guess I should try and reel this in a little bit uh, and, and get us across the finish line here. So I'll... Uh, Please save us. Yeah. <laughs> save everybody's ears. <laughs> so I'll end the way I always end here with uh, with the question I ask everybody, which is, what's a person or people out there that have inspired you that you'd recommend others check out?
1: All right, Charlie, I'm ready. I have notes. Uh, I'm ready to answer this question with no tangents. Alright. So I wanna first start by talking about Silvio uh rizi I do not I d I don't I don't know. Reader, reader names. Reader and Mela. And, and, and mela. oh he's, I've been saying Mela, but Mela. Yeah.
0: You're probably uh, you are much closer to he's from Italy, right? I don't know. But you're you're definitely closer to wherever he's probably from than I am.
1: Uh Mela. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's, it's, this developer is a big inspiration uh, to me because they don't have a strong online presence. I actually know very little about Same. this person. Um, and yet they've been working on uh, reader, especially for so long. I think reader is probably the app that's been on my home screen the longest. Maybe, I maybe there's, I don't know. I haven't checked, but it's one of the longest for sure. Like reader was part of that, like 2009 college days 2000 yeah. back, like. It was there. It was. It, it played an important role there, and yet it's still around. It's still an app I use. It's still an app that I use for as reference for like good design, good interactions. The app is rock solid. Like everything is so custom. Like all the UI is really custom, and yet feels good in in the platform and all. And then more more recently with Mela, <laughs> this other recipe. app. Um, also, it's such. It's it's really good quality. <laughs> software that i always use as a reference so i want to give a shout out even for people who like i don't know i'm, I'm sure people are familiar with reader at least but like it, it's it's one of those apps that like every once in a while i go back and i really study the design and yeah how they're doing things um it's really really cool and i also want i don't know if this is against the rules or not but i want to give a special shout out for we have a little like amsterdam indie dev crew Little, little community uh, that I want to give a shout out to. So so uh Ryan McLeod, the yeah. he's been on the show. Um he makes black box, this incredible so uh, good. game for iOS. So good. God, it's so annoying. <laughs> um uh Pim Kaumans, he's incredible. He has he has this app called OK Video, which is really, really cool. Uh very simple app on iOS to like record a bunch of clips. Uh I, I know I I I, I we use it a lot as a reference for it while while developing along while designing along. It's really cool. Yordi, you know Yordi from Twitter He's oh, yeah. you
0: know pal. Um, very very tall. Uh, Hitta, I got to, I got to hang out with Yordi and Hitta at WWDC this year, and it was just oh, like man, so jealous. Oh yeah, very extreme. So I'll let you jealous. talk about Hitta here, but incredibly fun people to hang out with.
1: No, I appreciate that. I am still such FOMO for never being able to go to Dub one one year. I'm going to go there and hopefully you will too. And we'll finally high five in real life, but yes, yeah, man, FOMO for real. Uh, but yeah, uh, got another this app. I think that's like his most, I don't know if most, uh, recent one. Cause he keeps shipping apps. Yeah, so they're constant. Keep track. Um, hit a, he just recently shipped a new app. It's called Gola, which is yeah. a really cool app to keep track of like goals that you have. Uh, it was, you know, around new years that he shipped it. So very timely. Um, and also Tom Watson. I don't know if you know uh, from Glass. Um, you know Glass, the...
0: Yeah, yeah, the Instagram competitor. Well, Instagram, Instagram alternative competitor. photography thing.
1: Yeah. So these are like my Amsterdam Indie Dev crew. They're all here. Uh, every once in a while we have like lunch or something, and it's. I want to give them a shout-out. Go check their, their apps and stuff. They're good people.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. It feels like there is a really cool community there of, like, indies. Like, I have other iOS developers uh, in my area, but it's there's not as many people at least not close by that are kind of doing the same type of thing like it's a very specific thing mm. to not only be a developer or designer but like be fighting with the app store or dealing with customer support or like there's all these like weird specific things when you get to wear all these different hats and that was the thing about wwdc that was so special was like oh yeah like the people around me also experience this and you can kind of relate and commiserate about those My things. people yeah absolutely it's very special that's awesome well those are great i will i will wrap us up oh we just crossed the two hour mark on uh on audio hijack here <laughs> oh, so <no>. uh, <laughs> 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 yeah
1: <laughs> danger zone
0: i like i like the <laughs> that one's not a bell that's the uh i don't even know what you call that sound but uh <laughs> that's great i know <laughs> I need to I need to just clip that out and just use it randomly. Uh anyway, uh, I will I will try and uh, like really land this plane here. So uh thank you so much. This was just a delight. I I love this show for getting to hang out with people and uh this is one where it's hard it's hard to end the show because that means I have to stop recording and actually go back to work.
1: I I had a blast. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, this was not something that I was Trying to get on the show, but like it was another thing on my bucket list. Like, ooh, one day, one day I'll be able to I'll be invited by by Charlie. And so it means a lot.
0: So similarly, you'll hit stop on the recording and you'll sit back and go, Oh, okay. Well, I guess that was that. What? <laughs> <Disappointing>. <laughs> <laughs> no, what? Disappointing.
1: No. Never disappointing.
0: <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, where can people uh where can people find you and your work? <laughs> We've already talked about it, but let's list it all here again.
1: Yes. My website is a good place to start. Rafa.design. Rafa is an R-A-F-A. Design, I'll, I'll let you figure that one out. And um, <laughs> I'm on Mastodon. Rafa at Mastodon.design. I'm still on Twitter, uh, I guess. We'll see how long that lasts. And uh, yeah, go download some of my apps. Mirror is free, like like Charlie said. It's really easy to, to download and just try it out. Uh, but yeah, on my website, I have like other other apps uh also i have a podcast i do with my friend kevin kevin clark oh yeah we haven't talked about uh, that at designer all at shopify yeah i been doing that for like what six years i think now crazy um and we talk about design and technology and stuff so layout.fm
0: In the most recent episode before your break you you got more into detail on some of these like design and technical things that you fought with uh with uh hand mirror so I mean there's quite a bit of overlap with this That's but true. i i loved that episode like that was that was great
1: i did not know that you listened to the show and now i now i know that <laughs> thanks <laughs> cool <laughs> it's always nerve-wracking when you i don't know about you like when i find when i find out that people i know
0: in it's real life worst. or something
1: listen to my podcast it's the worst i'm like oh no what did i say <laughs> like
0: the very worst every once in a while uh i will you know I'll, I'll be at the playground with the boys or something and we walk back and i open the door and my wife's cooking dinner and i'll hear my voice and i'm like oh, no no no, no. <laughs> that's not supposed to happen uh it, it, it's, it's the, the cross uncomfortable the there. <laughs> yeah uh no yeah she yeah. she listens and like Oof. bursts uh usually like in the car going to work or something but uh but that reminder that she's hearing what i'm talking about sometimes is uh is horrifying not that i'm saying anything bad but i don't know yeah it, no it's weird it's like embarrassing um
1: yeah it's like you, you know knowing your parents read your twitter or something i, I don't know your your tweets There's, yeah it, yeah these worlds are supposed to be separate somehow <laughs> conceptually i guess so yeah exactly really remind i mean to be honest we're all humbled and happy that people do but it's still right it's,
0: it's weird yep yeah i both love it and also am horrified and embarrassed it's like anytime anybody at work mentions that i have like an app in the store it's like a good because i want everybody to know and b oh (laughs) my gosh why'd you say that i don't want anybody to know like i don't know how these two (laughs) things both exist but they very my ego and my imposter syndrome both just like are in this (gasps) constant tangle
1: that's a good way to put it yeah never thought about it
0: all right so we're landing the plane here we did it goodbye thank you this was fun thank you so much Thanks for listening. This episode was edited by Jonathan Ruiz. If you'd like to discuss the show, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Chucky C or tweet the show directly at Launched FM. I'd really appreciate a rating or review in your podcast app of choice. And you can find show notes and more at launchedfm.com. FM.com